Good afternoon, Rye residents, and welcome to the fourth installment of the Sotheby's Moment. As always, I am your co-host and moderator, Nick Ivanovich, and alongside with me today is Westchester Magazine five-star award winner, Christy Murphy. How are you, Christy? Great. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. You've won this award for over a decade, so you are an expert in the field. Let's open up with, from the, especially from the seller's point of view, what are the rooms that prospective buyers mainly concentrate on when they view a home? And so how should the broker help help the seller stage a home? Uh, and, and you can talk about the, the types of furniture, if there are any light, light restoration involved in it. Mm-hmm. So the potential buyer doesn't get that off-putting feeling in the first five minutes and then ruins the entire sort of house tour, even though they've got a sprawling backyard and pool and, and, and the rest of the house is great. Sometimes there's a, there's a sort of a, a fixture or something that's, that gets them a little off in the, in, the, in the beginning. It's important to start with the front of the home and particularly the entry. A lot of times someone's waiting for a few minutes at the front door while they're waiting for someone to open the door. So you want the, fresh, the front door to be very fresh, new doormat, freshly painted door. Same thing with the entry hall. You don't want it to be crowded. You want to bring light throughout the house. People don't want to feel closed in. Um, so I think creating lightness is um, the most important thing. That often re- involves removing dark furniture um, sometimes replacing a light fixture or two. Um, fresh paint is by far the best bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And I would focus on the first floor rooms, the kitchen family room in particular, because that's where a family spends mm-hmm. most of their time. Um, also the other rooms that are near the front of the house, as well as the master bedroom and bath. So, and, and when you talk about sort of the, like, a lot of times, Brokers have told me that when when their seller has like a chip paint on the front door or something, or the steps are are, are chipped, this mm-hmm. is something that they could do for a few grand or something, and it makes all the difference in the world this way. It is very important to make it look like the house has been well maintained, and most buyers, most of our entry level buyers, are coming uh, buying their first house, coming from the city where they've had an apartment with no maintenance, and they don't ask know who to call for that maintenance. So giving the allure that the house is maintenance-free is a positive. That's what happened to me when I moved up from the city to Greenwich area. I had a home up here. I didn't know sort of who to call. And then I moved back to the city very shortly after that <laughs> because I was phobic about this. If you don't know who to call, <laughs> yeah. call your realtor. Call Because we have great resources. We have been doing this for a long time. We can give you painters, masons, plumbers, electricians, roofers, all with... Um, with great recommendations behind them. Now, it's talking about removing some of the furniture, if it's dark, mm-hmm. if it's dark color furniture. Are, are there companies around in Westchester that rent furniture for this type of, uh, I mean, yes. so you don't have to go out and buy a new couch from Restoration Hardware or something like it's that? It's often, unless you think you're taking it with you, it's mm-hmm. often advisable to rent the furniture. You can mm-hmm. rent a lot more furniture, bang for your buck, for uh-huh. the couple of months, four months that it might take to sell mm-hmm. your house. So. There are stagers that have their own furniture. Mm-hmm. There are several that have big warehouses and they will bring their furniture to you. They will rent it to you. Or there are other stagers that will rent furniture from, for instance, court furniture rentals and then accessorize. People think, oh, rented furniture doesn't sound all that interesting, but they are making better items and it's all on how it gets accessorized mm-hmm. to make, and you want to make every house feel fresh and to some extent a little more youthful than maybe 
you know, the lifestyle of a family who's been there for 25 or 30 years. I've been in the same house 25 years, but it's just been updated. It's a 1920s house, but it feels younger because we're trying to stay current. We, we know how this goes. Well, that's a perfect segue into the into our next question is, mm-hmm. let's say somebody's lived in Rye for 25 years. They mm-hmm. moved up here from the city mm-hmm. when the children were little. They, they lived the Rye life, and now mm-hmm. there's, there's an exit plan, right? Mm-hmm. But, they, but there's, there's an exit plan uh, in about two years. It's, it's not right away. So if you can talk to me about which rooms to remodel and which rooms to mm-hmm. leave alone uh, where you have had clients... No, no names, please. Uh, we like to protect the innocent here. Uh, that but that you... <laughs> is my number one motto: is to keep my clients' business their business. Their business. <laughs> but but you can talk about people who, uh, or instances where where you've seen a family sort of waste money on a remodel of room that the potential buyer doesn't really care about, or the, mm-hmm. the base of potential buyers mm-hmm. doesn't really care about that. So I think that the number one thing is to declutter the whole house. And that's not a, you know, a big deal for most people, especially if kids have moved out. Their kids should take things with them that they want, and then those rooms should just be decluttered. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the owners of the house have to think about the things they want to move with them. So you might as well declutter before you put the house on the market. If you're not moving it with you, remove it now and the important rooms to freshen up and stage are two rooms with hardscape um, in particular the kitchen so we're talking about freshening up countertops backsplash painting cabinets maybe even refinishing a floor Mm -hmm. if necessary the master bath is also another very important place to spend some money freshening things up because that's the, those are the two rooms that get the most use and the mm-hmm. most um, are most indicative of lifestyle. Well, people I, want luxury living. You have you're right. You have people coming from the city. I mean, mm-hmm. I live in the city in one of these hot hot neighborhoods. It's a bogus neighborhood, but they call it NoHo. It used to be the Bowery. Uh, and uh, but but they come up and even though they they might have new construction in New York mm-hmm. City, they don't have big kitchens and they don't have this the the master bath mm-hmm. is is not something that you get unless you're on sort of the Fifth Avenue uh, for for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe you can talk about uh, some of the different types of fixtures in the bathroom that mm-hmm. you can spend money on that really sort of makes makes the room pop and, and immediately engages mm-hmm. the husband and wife there. So there are a few things that you can do that are relatively reasonable. I think you can change faucets, changing hardware. If, for instance, if you have something that is... I, while brass is coming back, there are some gold fixtures from years ago that will date a bathroom immediately. So it's um, a good idea to update those to something with cleaner, more modern lines. That's a very mm-hmm. easy thing. You don't have to change the sink, especially if the sinks are already white. Mm-hmm. That's pretty classic. Um, if you have stone floors and countertops that maybe have you know, spotted or pitted, we have marble refinishers who will come in and make those gleam. And so then the bathroom feel, and we also have people who re-grout. So again, that will feel like a new bathroom. It might not have all the current colors, but it will feel like a fresh, new, well-maintained bathroom. I've, I, I've heard on another podcast that, mm-hmm. what about this mud room that, that, that people talk about? Is this an important room, the or is this a perilous be- pitfall? The mud room has become more key. People feel that's the place where the whole family organizes. Uh-huh. It's where you look for that item that you can't remember where you left it. It's where you, when you come in from 
the car with the kids and the groceries where everything needs a home because that's where everything will fall on the floor. So um, if you have something that's easy, especially for kids like with hooks that they can just hang their coats up, you can train them to you know, be picking up after themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think mudrooms have become places where people have charging stations, laundry, mm -hmm. uh, spare bathroom, place to wash the dog. There are all kinds of things that can be added to mudrooms. Mm -hmm. And so give me an instance mm -hmm. where, where there's been a remodel of a room that you, you, you think that most or a lot of your New York City clients who come up here and buy aren't really interested in a, a remodel of. Hmm. I would say, you know, kids' rooms are probably, mm -hmm. they can overlook those. They usually think of those as a coat of paint and a fresh carpet and mm -hmm. they're done. So you don't really need to spend mm -hmm. time and money on kids' rooms. Um, I think that sometimes people will spend a lot on a, um, a finished basement. And I think, again, I think for the basement, that can be anything people want it to be. So if it has fresh paint um, and and feels dry mm -hmm. and doesn't have, you know, and, and, and I think doesn't have any of those musty aromas, that's the most important thing for a basement. People can see that that space they can do anything they want with. Mm -hmm. So... I think that would be all right we've I, we've talked kitchens yeah. on this podcast right <laughs> so let's say I'm a, I'm a homeowner and I've got and I bought a home that was a new construction mm -hmm. right and it's got Maytag appliances in there uh, in the kitchen mm -hmm. right um, you can expand on the different types of countertops and cabinet styles and appliances mm -hmm. we're talking about like a, if, if you're gonna tell your client you need to invest about fifty thousand dollars into this kitchen right mm -hmm. what should they put in fifty thousand dollars probably would be the minimum but so I'd say that unless the, unless the cabinetry is falling apart, most cabinetry is built to last a lot longer than mm -hmm. people think it is. And if you didn't like the door styles, you can change the door styles without changing the cabinetry. Oh. You can also, I think a, an important thing would be to update countertops. Sometimes that means replacing a sink, but that's not that big a deal. The cabinets are the big thing. The, you, can, you can go to appliance companies and get appliance packages. So you can get a discount if you're buying all one brand, for instance, all Wolf, all Sub-Zero, all Miele. So you can, you can find great high-end appliances through packages. No, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the New York City, in, in all new construction, I lived in new construction in Williamsburg, right? Mm -hmm. We had the Sub-Zero there. We had the Bosch uh, dishwasher there. Mm -hmm. And so I think the, the New York City resident is expecting that when they come up here. Uh, even though their kitchens are maybe galley kitchens in, in a way, they've got mm -hmm. the Sub Zero in there. Right. I don't know why they would have the Sub Zero in there, but they do. Uh, and so this is what they this is what they're expecting. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. I have someone who almost bought a house because it came with a built-in espresso maker that was built into the wall. So I think those high-end appliances are big selling features. Someone might want their little beverage refrigerator under the counter. You know, even if it's just a small one, it just gives them the illusion of I'm just going to be able to pull out a refreshing beverage, you know, anytime I want. A little wine, you know, refrigerator is very, very popular right now, too. So I've got a young family living in the city about to move up to Rye. How do I get involved? What clubs or organizations should I look at that make a newcomer feel welcome? That's a very important question because a lot of people that move here from the city have never lived in Westchester before. They're not from here and they they don't want to feel like an outsider. And I think when they're coming in with young children, it's very easy to meet, you know, other families. 
through their children, through the nursery school programs, through the um, grade school programs. When people are coming in with no children or older children, there are a number of community organizations to get involved in. And a lot of times people will follow their passion. If it's, you know, if you're a reader and you want to get involved in the Rye Library, if you love a healthy lifestyle, get involved in the Rye Y. If you like to, if giving back to others makes you feel good, get involved in the Carver Center or Don Bosco. Uh, Rye has a great history. We have a wonderful historical society. We also have the John Jay Heritage House. We have great nature center programs through both the Rye Nature Center, Edith Reed Bird Sanctuary, the Marshlands Conservancy, Rye Town Park. The list goes on and on. And it's and and that's one of the things that I think people have commented on over and over is what a sense of community they feel here and what has made Rye such a popular place to live. My brother just took his uh, son out for uh, like a sleep. You're camping outside. Now, not really roughing it, but you're in the say you're you're in the sanctuary. On the golf course. <laughs> yeah, you're no, you're you're in the sanctuary though. In the uh, uh, oh in, yes. Yeah, yes. in Edith Reed Sanctuary there, uh-huh. and all the dads did it. Uh-huh. Uh, and there were a lot of newcomer dads on this. This was like their first thing that they're this they're sort of their first activity was. Right, when they, I when think they it's easier in. for the stay-at-home parent to meet other people, and mm-hmm. it's great when the person who's going after work every day has a way to connect with people yeah. too. Their, and so they children. slept out under the stars. Uh, of course, they all had to check for ticks and everything like this <laughs> <laughs> during that season. No, and that's another great point. All these organizations offer great community events, community days. So mm-hmm. they'll close the street in Rye for Halloween window painting, for a holiday festival right after Thanksgiving, for the Rye Derby that was last weekend, mm-hmm. um, which are two fun road races and a healthy kids day. So, um, and then the Rye Nature Center has the Strawberry Sunday, and you know, there, there are a number of events to participate in pretty much every weekend. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a great community. All right, it's your dime, your dance for a time. The floor is yours, Christy. Uh, let's talk about your listings as oh, we close this out. I am so lucky to have some beautiful properties to talk about. Um, the first would probably be Six South Nursing Island, which is a private enclave just past Nursing Beach Club of six homes. Mm-hmm. This home happens to have a lot of historic um, provenance. It belonged to the Pierce family. Barbara Bush was a Pierce. Mm-hmm. And the family that um, currently owns the house um, promised the Pierces that they would keep the house and renovate it with great care, which they did. It had a to-the-studs renovation. Um, everything is new, from the roof to every window, to the pillars, to the kitchen and bathrooms, all beautifully and tastefully done, but keeping the character of the house. I also have another beautiful property on Minersing Island that um, is on the inner circle, but with phenomenal views of Long Island Sound, looking out across the Frank Lloyd Wright House that was just recently sold to a local New York celebrity, uh, Mark Jacobs. And, um, but this house was completely renovated by the current owners. Um, Every kitchen, the kitchen, bathrooms, all brand new, all well designed by a local architect, Rex Gedney, to take full advantage of um, of the views. I also have a beautiful custom built colonial on 270 Grace Church Street. Um, that was built for the current owners that has an amazing layout, 
very, very high ceilings, ceilings that you probably couldn't get now because of the way the codes, building codes have changed, um, that has phenomenal space. It's great value and it has a great piece of property and it's on everyone's favorite walking and running loop um, and very close to school, town, train, etc. I also have a RIPO listing on Boxwood Lane, which is a very, very special location. It's right in between two golf courses, views of both Appalamas and Willow Ridge. Again, it was a custom-built house for the current family, um, and just a phenomenal location, 14 Boxwood Lane. So the, the, uh, the home is on, on Monersing Island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of them. One of them has a pool. The Six South uh, Minersing Island has. It has room for. It has room for. Both both houses, both yeah. Six South Minersing and Fifty Five. So I have, it, I have room for a pool. Have room for a pool. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you, that you think? And we've talked a lot about pools all on this podcast, but this is important for this one. Is that mm-hmm. you're on an island, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You probably get more pool time than you would get sound time, really. In, uh, but. Uh, is this something that, that, that people in your experience of selling homes on, on, on either side of this island, one is close, one is right near the, the tennis club that I'm a member of, right. nursing, uh-huh. uh, is that they want a pool or are they just happy with the water views? Right now we have room for a pool. We have several multiple mm-hmm. pool sites on, okay. on that property. And so someone could build a pool. That probably would be one of the next things someone would do there mm-hmm. if they wanted one. But they are a quick walk to Minersing Island sure. Beach Club, which is everyone's favorite, and it's a great place for kids to see their friends and parents to socialize. It offers a lot of things in addition to a pool. It offers yeah. beach and mm-hmm. you know tennis and um, uh, you know other winter sports mm-hmm. as well. So really social. All right, well, Chrissy, yeah. thank you very much right. for this. Uh, you have provided a ton of insight, especially into the master bathroom right there with the different types of fixtures. I appreciate it, and thank you very much. And uh, Thank you. Goodbye, Rye.